So this is how it works. Um, I put something on the um, staff team WhatsApp yesterday, which was a copy of a tweet, which says, praying this morning for those seeking the Lord at Asbury. Now, Asbury College is in Kentucky. A few thoughts on the hashtag Asbury Revival. And there was a whole string of tweets, but the first one was, first, this is a beautiful reminder that God can break in at any moment among ordinary people on an ordinary day if our hearts are repentant and hungry for his presence. And I wrote, Holy Spirit breaking out to Asbury Uni, 60 hours continuous worship so far started Wednesday morning. Hmm, what was going on over here then? Um, And Lisa came back with repentance is the key. And then in a little exchange yesterday, I'd suggested Hosea 6. So that's where I'm going to start, Hosea 6. Let me find it. And I'll explain a bit more. You'll find that on page... 903 of the Bibles, if you have one in front of you. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like those spring rains that water the earth. What can I do with Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore, I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. My judgments flashed like lightning upon you. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Like Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Gilead is a city of wicked men, stained with footprints of blood. As marauders lie in ambush for a man, so do bands of priests. They murder on the road to Shechem, committing shameful crimes. I've seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There Ephraim is given to prostitution and Israel is defiled. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed whenever I would restore the fortunes of my people. And primarily I was drawn to this because of that I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. And there's something about religion doesn't cut it. It's about that heart for God. So more of Asbury, what's going on there? Page... What began as a routine chapel service at Asbury University has turned into something much bigger. Now, people are coming from other cities and colleges to be part of what's happening. 
Hundreds of people packed into Hughes Auditorium Friday night for worship. There was not even words to describe it, said freshman Ava Miller. A chapel service at Ashbury isn't unusual. What was unusual, though, was the length of this particular service. It began at 10 on Wednesday morning. By the way, that's 2 p.m. UK time. It just never stopped. People just never left, never went to class, never went to lunch. Be careful, by the way, if you've left something in the oven. (laughs) And then later people started coming back to chapel, Miller said. Miller was there Wednesday morning when it started. She said it was supposed to end at 11 a.m. People lingered and the band kept playing. Since then, people have come in and out continuously, keeping this service going. Administrators have brought in food and water for people. Miller said it spread beyond Asprey's campus. Last night, we had people from Transylvania. We had people from Asprey, UK. We had, in the middle of the night, a bus from Mount Vernon Nazarene College come down, a van of students that came. Ohio Christian University, there's a revival breaking out there, she said. Administrators here say this kind of thing has happened a few times over the years, about eight since 1905. In February 1970, there was one that went on for 144 hours. However long it goes this time, they hope it leaves an impact. Our prayer is that God would be honoured and that students' lives would be changed and all our lives would be changed, said Mark Whitworth, a vice president at Asbury University. It's a breakthrough of the Holy Spirit just pouring into that place and keeping people in that place, worshipping him. And Lisa's response was, repentance is the key. Now, um, if we turn to Exodus 34. uh, This is on page 93. We know something of God because he tells us. Verse 6. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generations. And it's a verse that often gets quoted in the first half and not the second. That he is loving and patient, but he also must punish sin. But I'm not going to leave it there, because Isaiah 43 tells us something really wonderful. I I am he, Isaiah 43 verse 25, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. So that call to repentance, to turning away, does away with it because Jesus died on the cross that our sins would be forgiven. But we need to repent. And I'll leave you with one final verse, which is another book I can never find. Uh, 485 in the Bibles. 485 in the Bibles. 
because we're not necessarily always repenting of our own sin, our own known sin. Because repentance is sometimes for the sin of others, the sin of a nation, the sin of a church, the sin of a world. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did for the sins of Israel. So as we come into a time of ministry where we just wait on the Lord, I'm just going to read Nehemiah 1, verses 5 to, 10, uh, to 11. And if we could use Nehemiah's words as a time of repentance. Now that might be repenting of your own sin. It might be repenting of other sins you're aware of. It may be repenting of sins you're not aware of. But we come before the Lord and we repent and we seek his forgiveness. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night uh, for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands then even if your exiled people are at the furthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favour in the presence of this man. Amen. So let's just take a moment in silence just before the Lord. lamenting and repenting of whatever the Lord lays on our hearts.
Now the church is tearing itself apart. Society is divided. There are nations at war. We confess the sins that have been committed against you. And we appeal to the one who says, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins.